This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today we have a special guest, Captain Corey. He's a corporate pilot who inspires aviators through his YouTube channel. But before we begin, I have a few announcements. First of all, obviously, if you have questions, comments, inspirational stories, or announcements, please write us a feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com, especially those inspirational stories. As a matter of fact, if you want to come on the podcast, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com, click on how to be a guest. It'll walk you through the whole process. You can also find a scholarships guide, career coaching, and various courses online right there at Aviation Careers Podcast. And don't forget to use that coupon code, pay it forward. That's all one word. And through the generosity of others, you may receive a scholarships guide for free. You know, if you want to make a difference in someone's life by contributing just a dollar a month, what we'll do is for every $10 we raise, we'll give away one scholarships guide through that pay it forward campaign. Really easy to find. Click on the patron button on the right of the website there, and uh, you'll be helping a lot of folks out move forward in their career. Current scholarships guide, we have 79 new scholarships, four updates, and a new section, scholarships for adults category, which, uh, by the way, I know someone brought this up uh, in the last episode. We didn't actually have a link down to the portion uh, within the document because it's a PDF file, but we will be placing that in there shortly. The scholarships guide, we don't, and another thing people have been asking, can you print it? We can, but the problem is it's almost a thousand pages long, and uh, we're well over $50 million uh, in scholarships scholarships in that guide. So check that out, aviationcareerspodcast.com. Also, don't forget to visit our YouTube channel. Latest uh, YouTube video we, was a question from a listener said, uh, what's the difference between wholly owned uh, versus independent regional airlines? Uh, as far as the COVID-19 crisis, and uh, we talk a little bit about the history there. But uh, anyway, our, joining us today uh, is our guest, Captain Corey. Again, he's a corporate pilot. He really is inspiring aviators through the YouTube channel. Uh, is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, if you want to know what it's like to be a corporate pilot, want a real frank discussion, which we're going to have right now, go check out his uh, vlog there. Hey, Captain Corey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's a pleasure to be with you tonight, Carl. Yeah, it's gonna. It's. Uh, I was just watching your last video and just having a lot of fun flying along in the uh, flight deck with you. Um, but uh, hey, you know, one of the things I noticed is you're so excited about corporate aviation. But um, you know, a lot of people they they see you there, but they have to realize you got to you got to start somewhere. And uh, so maybe you could take us through that journey, how you really got this passion for aviation and how you get started. Yeah, I mean, the passion started probably like many of the listeners out there. You know, we, I grew up in the Seattle area. And many trips to the Museum of Flight out there at Boeing Field. And my grandfather owned a Cessna Cardinal. And, uh, you know, just uh, kind of grew up around it. And then in high school, I uh, was going through the store with my brother. And we were looking to buy a new video game. And ended up with Microsoft Flight Simulator 2000. <laughs> uh, yeah, shortly after uh, playing that for a few weeks, I realized I could get paid to do this. And uh, decided to switch kind of where I was going, uh, you know, postgraduate from high school and uh, decided to look into becoming a professional pilot. Found out there was a school in Logan, Utah, Utah State University. And I um, did a visit out there, fell in love with the valley and the city of Logan, um, which is where I'm currently living again. 
and uh, and yeah, it's just kind of how it started. This up, graduated high school three weeks after I graduated high school. I was in flight training, and uh, you know I, I took a few years off, a little break there, uh, but. Um, after taking that break, realized, man, I, I got to be back up in the skies and finished it up. And, and here we are, uh, about 12 <laughs> years later. Well, and, uh, go, go Aggies, right? Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> did you actually get a degree in aviation or did you do something else? I, I did do the, at the time it was aviation technology in the college of engineering up here and, uh, a management minor what i did and so being in utah as far as flight train you did your flight training there i assume also yes and so there are some challenges i know in that area because i think they get a little bit of snow just a little bit yeah <laughs> we get a little bit of snow and uh, where the airport sits it's in the bottom of a valley so we get a, a really bad inversion as well so visibilities go down uh for about two months here and and can make it challenging but uh, summers are great to fly fall spring it's it's all great yeah, what a beautiful area. I uh, absolutely loved being up there. As uh, a lot of people know, I lived in Bountiful for a while when I was working at SkyWest. And uh, Utah's a, a gorgeous state. Must, must visit and do some flying out yeah. there. You know, you were talking about uh, moving into this career. Did you know when you started out which direction you would go as far as the flying is concerned? Were you set on corporate or was it just flying in general? No, it was just flying in general. In fact, I actually... My goals were to, when I first got into this, I was like, I'm going to fly uh, big, heavy equipment for United. I want to be based in San Francisco. Like, that was kind of my original dream with all this. And um, I graduated in 2008. So, kind of a similar circumstance to what we're seeing right now as far as, you know, airlines were were hurting. No one was hiring. Um and I kind of got into corporate just by circumstance. Uh, I was I didn't do my flight instructing for Utah State University like a lot of the grads there do. I actually taught at the local flight school. And the owner of the flight school there called me one day on my day off and asked me if I'd like to fly a citation. And uh, I got in touch with uh, the chief pilot of, of that company and, and sat right seat in their you know, Citation Encore, they were operating single pilot. So I was just kind of sitting there to, you know, flip the gear pretty much. But uh, uh, they liked me. And, and over the next few months, it became uh, more steady. And then after a year of doing that, it was uh, full time. And you know, by the time I got to a point where I was, you know, making enough money and starting a family, I couldn't justify taking taking a pay cut to, to go start at a regional, even though that, that was originally my goal was, was the airlines. But I kind of got roped into corporate life and I actually really like it. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that corporate uh, pilots, they actually make really good money starting out. And that's one of those reasons. Some people like, that get into the corporate say, wow, this is pretty nice. You know, having to take a big step back is, would be difficult. It is. Yeah. And especially with the family and you know, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I understand I'm giving up probably some, some pay long term by sticking with corporate, but some of the other benefits are, you know, are worth it to me. That's not just, not just the money. Oh yeah. I mean, you have to look yeah. at the, your life in general and you have a wonderful life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, I work for a fabulous company now that really values their employees and it'd be hard to trade it in for anything. You know, going back to what you said about flight instructing, you mentioned that you went to a local flight school and most people went the, co the uh, collegiate route. And mm -hmm. I was wondering, is there any difference? Did you see any difference between your peers and, and what you did? 
Uh, well, you know, I mean, the, the flight school was run more like a business. Uh, so there was more recruiting and we were making sure we were, you know, at the university, a lot of people don't bill for ground. You know, we made sure that we uh, were, you know, billing for ground and those kinds of and those kinds of things. Uh, but I had a lot of career students actually going through, uh, you know, part 61 at the local flight school. And, uh, you know, a few of those guys now are at Sky West and ones at Spirit and, and have great careers. So uh, the quality of instruction, I felt like the owner, because it was a business, he really motivated us to take it to the next level and provide kind of that next level of service. Not to say the university doesn't. I, I'm actually currently a flight instructor for the university and, and they push that as well. But but I did see a little, it was a little different doing the, the Part 61 local flight school. Do you think that customer service uh, paid off in what you do now as a corporate pilot? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, I think I hear that a lot. And, I, and really, you interact a lot with different people outside of the actual aviation world, which sometimes you kind of get caught up in, uh, in in that whole collegiate environment. So it's great to get outside yeah. that. You know, you became this corporate pilot by networking, too. Just a, a simple networking, right? Someone said, hey, do you want to try this? <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually, it was my day off and I uh, ignored my boss's call about three times because it was my wife's birthday. And I was like, I really don't want to do work today, but <laughs> finally called them back. So you never know. You got to answer your phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always answer your phone. You know, someone taught me that in the beginning. He says, yeah, always answer your phone. You never know. That's right. You know, I think some of the, it, it's interesting about the corporate flying. I have so many friends that do corporate. I've only did it for a short amount of time. And and quite honestly, it doesn't matter what it is. I love to fly. Uh, but sometimes we think of it as a stepping stone, but it really is a wonderful career. And I, I love it when people talk about the things that they like about their career. So what is it about corporate or private flying that you really enjoy? Uh, you know, I, I love the relationships that I build with, uh, you know, the people that I, I fly. Um, you know, when I was doing, uh, charter, which is, you know, similar to airlines in a lot of ways, you, people were in and out and you'd have a brief interaction, but, uh, here, you know, I mean, you become part of a family and, and you have kind of this mutual respect and, and I enjoy that. I, I enjoy that I can go to them if, uh, and I don't feel like I'm just a number. Uh, there, there is definitely that personal connection. I, I like the trips, you know, we're going to some nice places and there's some great layovers, um, I've had some fantastic layovers in my career um, that I've really enjoyed, and um, it's it's just yeah, it's that personal feel that you get with it um, that that I don't think you get in the the charter airline world. So when you're on these trips, do you normally go away, like compared to an airline pilot? Do you go away and stay, or do you, are you home more often? Yeah, most uh, well, where where I'm at now, I'm I'm home quite a bit. A lot of times we'll you know, drop passengers off and come home. Our trips are more during the week for business. So it's, you know, two to three days and I'm back. Uh, but in previous corporate jobs that I've had, uh, yeah, you'd go and, and be there for three or four days. And when you're spending, you know, summer days in, in Montana and uh, your December's in San Diego or your January's in St. Martin, it's, it's hard to complain about the lifestyle. <laughs> so I got to ask, how's your golf game? <laughs> Lately, it's not so great, but I was getting pretty good there a few years ago. <laughs> That's one of the big differences I see. A lot of these folks get out and they get to golf on their days off. So kind yeah. of explain that. When you say three days, are you locked in a hotel room or can you get out and do things? 
you can definitely get out and do things. Um, you know, we have rental cars and we'll go out and see movies or like you said, golf. We go to been a lot of baseball games, uh, you know, got to go to football games. I went to the Daytona 500 when I was down in uh, Fort Lauderdale for uh, a weekend a few years ago. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that is cool. And then, you know, the other thing that I think people don't realize, so your hotel rooms, and, and people always ask, you know, how about the car, the hotel rooms, and all these things? How how are you paid? Are you reimbursed for that? How's that work? Uh, we have a company credit card. It's, that's pretty common in, in these corporate uh, environments is you'll get a company card and, and everything's just expensed that way and do an expense report when you get back. So you're more like a like a regular corporate employee, uh, yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. And another thing you get, I think, is a huge benefit. Is you can actually build miles. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we keep all our hotel points and rental car points, and and uh, you know I haven't paid for a hotel night for my family in you know ten years since I've been doing this. Uh, and you know a lot of and some companies will give you the rewards points off the credit card as well and you can cash in on those yeah that's a double win that's awesome yeah so in this corporate world and it sounds wonderful i mean you talk about say martin you're in these wonderful areas and uh you know it's quite interesting because i was looking at some of your instagram photos and it's like gosh we, we kind of go to some of the similar places but you actually get to stay there for a long time and sometimes we're just there for a few hours you know and maybe 15 or so so in doing this job, though, it's uh, there are some challenges, right? And what what would those be as far as the corporate world? Well, the challenges definitely uh, fall on your spouse or significant other or any family that, that you leave behind. Uh, there is kind of an on-demand, uh, flexible schedule nature to corporate flying, and you have to have a s- supportive spouse. And you know, we joke that we've been doing this for ten years and we're still learning, but you know, we're getting better. Um, there, I mean, there's your last minute calls, missing birthdays, and, and you're going to get that in, you know, an, air, an airline flying as well. Uh, but it can be, you know, when you're gone seven, eight days and, you know, wife's home with two sick kids and it, it's, it's stressful. Yeah, I think that's in general with the aviation is being away is, is kind of tough. But you're not away for those 10-day 10, 10 stretches usually. No, not not anymore. You know, when I when I did charter, it was a two week on call uh, schedule and then a seven day off, and and they would bring the airplane back to base quite often in those fourteen days. But yeah, there were some stretches where it was ten, eleven days, and you just didn't know. You'd, you'd think you were going home on day five, and they would sell the airplane for another leg, and you'd be gone another five or six days. It's just that was and that was tough. You, your wife expects that. Hey, you're probably coming home tonight. And I get a break. And then it's another six days. So you said something there. So all these different corporate jobs are different. So some mm-hmm. you're always on call. So, so for instance, like right now, what is your work schedule like? Well, right now we are technically on call, but where most of the flying is business use, it happens during the week. So I'm home most weekends. And, and if we do go, it seems like the passengers are more eager to get back home than I am sometimes. And, you know, it's two or three days, four days. And, and if they can get home the night before, they will. Um, so it's it's been a really good family-friendly schedule where I'm at now. A lot of times you hear from folks saying that, well, it's you're always on call. Uh, you can't, if you're going to crack, a say, an adult beverage open, you can't do <laughs> sure. that. Um, is, is there truth to that? Uh, 
well, it depends. You know, when, when I was in the 135 charter world, uh, you would have assigned rest. And so you could know, you know, that, that kind of question. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm free to go now. Uh, where I'm at now where, yes, we are technically on call. We do kind of have some kind of an idea what our schedule is going to be. The last minute calls are very rare. So I'm not too worried about that. And those last minute calls, uh, and I'm trying to do a little compare and contrast here. Those last minute calls happen at the airlines too. I mean, on your days off, they'll call you. I mean, it happens. You know, right. so there is not not a big difference there. But now, when you fly for and and taking into account all the different corporate jobs, would you say usually you're you're based uh, at home, or do you have to move to where the job is? Most jobs are going to where you can be based wherever you want, and you can well. You, you'll have an assigned base, but you can live where you want unless you are working for uh, an organization like, you know, I am now where the company's headquarters is here. The airplane's based here. I had to move here. Uh, but a lot of these charter, you know, like uh, NetJets and, and some of these other management companies are fairly flexible with where you live now, which is nice. So do you like working for the for like an individual uh, corporation? Do you like working for those those bigger organizations that uh, you know where you're away and doing the ten day stints? Yeah, no, I I prefer uh, working for the the organizations and the individuals. Uh, kind of like as I said earlier, with you get that personal relationship, which is really nice. But I def that's not to say I didn't enjoy doing the one thirty five you know, charter management type flying. There was a lot of enjoyment I got out of that as well. You know, one of the things that I miss is the, that what you just said is that personal relationship you get with your passengers. I mean, a lot, sometimes I don't even know they're back there, you know, right. (laughs) a lot of times you get up there and you go, you, you don't, you always see your passengers, correct? Yes. Yep. So you get that kind of, that really interpersonal relationship, which means that you need to have those skills. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've dev- definitely had to develop those a little bit over the years, but it's, uh, it, it is nice. So what would, what advice would you give somebody who's looking at this? Cause there's a lot of folks that, that are listening right now that are saying, Hey, you know, this, this is the route I want to go. You know, what type of skills would I need to have to become a good corporate or private aviation pilot? You know, you have to be a self starter, um, because no one is, is holding your hand, doing your, doing your flight plans or necessarily getting all your rental cars and your hotels. You have to be able to get things done without people prodding you or, or expect that they're just going to be done for you. Um, obviously the interpersonal skills, customer service, you know, like looking, you know, how taking bags and people, you know, give corporate pilots a, a, a bad rap about, Oh, you're just a, you know, baggage handler, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a service, you know, and, and, uh, I think that's important to, to develop, you know, but yeah, like I said, you know, the, on the flying side of things, uh, you know, we do all our flight planning, we do our, you know, weight and balances and fuel and, and understanding, you know, when should we tanker here and looking at fuel prices and saving the company money and, taking care of the airplane. So you have to understand that there's that aspect of the job that some people just don't like. They want to just show up and fly into their trips and go. But if you want a little more hands-on stuff and corporate is a great way to go. 
So what is that flight plan thing you're talking about again? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it, I, it was, yes, but guys, the last time I filed a flight plan, I think it was six or seven years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and that's usually in an awkward situation. It may have been 10 years prior to that. So you really are hands-on. The whole weight and balance, there's there's not a department. Now, do you have, though, a someone who helps you with like the dispatching and things like that? Here, no, it is just uh, me and my co-pilot. We we handle everything. We're just two pilots here, and we kind of trade legs. Who's PIC, and that you know we have our responsibilities kind of laid out that way, so we understand uh, what we need to do and get done. And uh, but when I was in the charter management company, they did have a dispatch that would coordinate trips and, and look at weather. But even there, we were still filing our own flight plans and uh, you know getting our weather briefs and that kind of thing. You get to fly a lot of different airplanes. When you've gone to these jobs, what happens? Do you wind up having to pay for that, or does the company usually pay for your training for that? In my experience, the company is always paid for the training. And then with that, do they normally have like a contract or something like that, like an employment contract? Yes, yeah, some uh, some companies do, If depending on – I've seen a, the one – okay – the one company that I worked for that did have a training contract, if you were already typed in the airplane, which I was, it was a six-month training contract. And you would, every time you went to recurrent, you would re-up on that six-month training contract. And if you left in that six-month period, you would pay whatever was prorated on your training. Um, but the corporations that I've worked for and the individuals, they've just covered it. And they have not had a specific training contract Um but, uh, you know, it's, I think it's kind of understood if you're going to get a type rating from a company, most guys will, will expect kind of a year out of you. It's kind of an unwritten rule. Interesting. So when someone's looking at this uh, corporate job, before we get into your YouTube channel, I really want to talk about the looking at being competitive, number one, and number two, what are the, would be the, like the minimum qualification? Because it used to be that corporate job is where you would go to build hours to get to the airlines. Uh, so what do you see as far as being competitive in number two? You know, where, you know, what would be the minimums you see for someone to get hired? And minimums, I get asked that question a lot, and there's, it's so all over the board. I mean, I, my, my co-pilot originally, when he got his first corporate job, I think he had somewhere between four and 500 hours. I had another friend that was in the same position, you know, I had about four or 500 hours. When I started, I had well, about 1,200, 1,300 hours. Some companies want you to have, you know, 2,000, 2,500 hours, but I think it, it kind of parallels the regionals. If you kind of aim for that thousand hours, hundred multi, you can kind of get in and, and be competitive for a starting position, you know, right seat in something. Um, captains though, a lot of times they want to have, uh, you know, 25, 3000 hours at least. Um, and then time and type. So that's, that's kind of what I've seen as far as hours go. Yeah. A lot of that's uh, insurance driven too. So. It, Absolutely. That's, yep. Absolutely is. You know, one of the things I think is really cool about you, Corey, is the fact that, so you've taken this, this whole life, this pilot life, and and it seems like you are bursting to tell people about it. So you started a a YouTube channel. Tell us a little bit about what we can find on that channel. The channel, when I created it, kind of was an accident. I didn't expect it to be what it became. Um, But as I've kind of evolved it, I created the show that I would have wanted to watch as a student pilot. 
And so my vision with that is, you know, what are the things that they don't teach you or don't show you in flight school? You know, we have this technology now where we can, you know, share everything. And, and I would have, I would have watched my show, uh, you know, when I was, uh, you know, going through flight school, uh, what, what is it like to, you know, go to the hotel or when you show up at the FBO or actually seeing, you know, the flying up at, at the flight levels, those kinds of things. Uh, that's what you can expect to find. What is, what is the life like? just outside of the cockpit. That's that's what the message, the story I'm trying to tell. And I love the the life in the cockpit. I mean, those are cool videos. They <laughs> yeah. really are. And you have the, you. the ability to do that. I mean, a lot of the guys at the airlines can't do that. So that's right. cool. I mean, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of restrictions, a lot of regs and and uh, things you have to to do. So <laughs> Yeah, and people ask me why, why don't I do the in-flight video. I do a lot, but it's in my own airplane, not in the – in the airplane right. network, and that's why because they have very they're very restrictive, and then when you do it, you have to get a release and stuff. It's like, gosh, this is kind yeah. of a, kind of a pain, but not not wanting to do that. So now in the in your log and you, in your your YouTube channel, you have like a vlog, you have some classes, etc. Um, what what do you what's will most people see? I mean, what's the most prevalent type of topic you'll see on it, or is it all those different topics? I try and keep it to day in the life. And, you know, come follow me and, and aviation is in a position now where you can't have a job shadow. And so I, I try and, and bring you along as though it were a virtual job shadow. I found that, you know, when I was trying to decide careers, you know, I went and shadowed an orthodontist and, you know, business people and those kinds of things. And you can't really do that in aviation. And so, uh, you know, being in this unique position where I'm able to do this, that's what I'm hoping to to show others and bring them along and make them feel like they're right there with me. So instead of bringing your child to work, you're bringing the world to work with you, which I think is really cool. That's right. <laughs> and, and I just love the personality too, of course. And, and that's one thing I think is great about your channel is, is you're very transparent about things. And uh, it, it's, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you, you let people know if you forget to put, the fuel cap on or something. <laughs> that's like right. that. we're, we're all human. You gotta, you gotta be vulnerable. So Corey, you know, what is, what's next? I mean, what, uh, are you going to continue with this? And, uh, so not to get you in trouble with your employee if they're listening, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't care. Um, yeah, no, my, you know, who knows? I mean, who knows how long I can continue to do this. It takes a lot of work to, to edit those videos. I'm sure, you know, you know, any, any kind of editing is, is intensive work that people don't see. Um, you know, I've got four kids now, life's getting busier. And so I've definitely scaled back in the amount of videos I make, but, um, you know, if there's an interesting trip coming up, I obviously don't do it for every trip, but, uh, you know, I try and try and bring people along and, and show them things that they might not, may not find, uh, anywhere else on the internet. But it's rewarding. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And, and like I said, I've, I've put a lot of people towards your channel. Say, Hey, listen, you want to see what it's like in a day in the life? There it is. You know, it's right there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and you're doing a great job. So, uh, what else did you want to maybe bring up before we close here as far as, uh, well, first of all, we got to tell people where to find you. Where do they find you on the internet? Uh, well, yeah, the, the YouTube channel is pilot vlogs. Um, you can find it there, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's uh, real captain Corey. They're about 10 other captain Corey's. So that's just what I, what I settled on there. Um, but that's, that's where I'm at. I'm doing right now an, an IGTV, uh, series, uh, exclusive there, um, fly like a pro where I'm talking about, uh, kind of trying to bridge the gap. You know, I have a unique perspective now being back in the flight training environment. I, I can see where these flight students are, aren't getting 
the quote unquote real world training, you know, and they're just learning the book, which, which is good. But I, I like to bring that perspective in and say, look, this is how it's, this is going to apply in the real world. So that's what I'm trying to do on that series. That's over on Instagram. Um, but yeah, those are the two, two main places I hang out, YouTube and, and Instagram. Yeah, I forgot to mention, that's great stuff, by the way. It, and so if you're listening and you want to know a little bit about uh, flying, like fly like a pro, uh, you get a little deep dive into the real world. And I think that's cool. Yeah, that's really, really thank cool. you. So, Corey, uh, this has been awesome having you on, talking about the, the pilot life as far as, uh, you know, corporate flying or private flying. Yeah, I'd love to, you know, we're going to have questions, I'm sure. I'd love to send them along to you. And, uh, of course, they can go check you out on your, your YouTube channel. And, and we'll have links at the bottom. I hope you don't mind if we can shoot some of those your way. Maybe even have you back on sometime to answer. Absolutely. I would love to, Carl. <laughs> well, it's been fun, Corey. Uh, it's always wonderful talking to somebody that's passionate about aviation like, like Corey. And uh, well, don't forget to check out uh, his pilot vlogs. And by the way, just go to the show notes. It'll be at the bottom there. It's uh, He puts a lot of work into this and uh, into these videos, and you can tell. And you really will learn something either about the lifestyle well, you'll learn something about aviation, something technical when you go to the YouTube channel. Again, Corey, thanks so much. Thank you, Carl. Well, folks, you know, one of the things that's really important in our lives and in our careers, and I know that it's a little challenging right now as far as aviation is concerned, but we, we all go through these challenges, and these are just ups and downs in the industry. But don't give up. Don't stop. Make sure that you, when you hit stop on this, I want you to do something. I want you to think about what it is you want to do for the next step in your career. It could be something really small. It could be something large. It could be buying a book about how to do approaches or going out, subscribing to, the, to Corey's YouTube channel. But I want you to do something today to move forward in your career and never stop moving forward. Little small step or large leap. Do something. Do something now to move forward in your career. We'll talk to you next episode and safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.